This is The Playbook. Sports or skills. We have a world champion, no surprise, uh, on Game Set Life. And he's a world champion on the stage and off the stage. He's one of the nicest people uh, that I've ever met, which is really strange because when you see who it is, you would think that uh, he could kick everyone's butt if necessary. And there's probably no nice bones in, in this unbelievable mus- muscle body. But we have the incredible world champion, Mr. Olympia himself, the incredible Flex Lewis. Welcome to Game Set Life. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, David. Rick, pleasure to meet you. Oh, good, good to meet you. Listen, first off, it's an honor to have you on the show. And as I always start off the show, because David's brought on so many athletes and all walks of life, I always look for common threads. And when I heard you were going to be on the show, this was like a slam dunk. So here we go. When you hit a ground stroke, you relax, you lift, and you flex. And when you pump iron, you relax, lift, and flex. Okay, and you'll know this one. The five L's of pumping are load, lever, legs, lumbar, okay, and lungs. And the five L's of hitting a tennis serve are load, lock, lift, launch, and land, all right? So I've done my research with pumping the iron, but you traveled the world to lift, okay? David travels the world to lift others. And when I travel, I use lift. So we got a lot of lift in common here. But the head, well, wait, the head trainer, the head trainer in the gym of Common Threads. At 12 years old, you picked up a dumbbell, all right? At 12 years old, I picked up a tennis racket. And at 12 years old, David picked up his first girl. So we got all kinds of things. In- <laughs> this is like, this is amazing. Flex, welcome to the show. But before we get started, everybody doesn't believe that your real name is Flex. All right, well, you got to start off with that before we get into the meat and potatoes. Well, technically, my my name has been flexed throughout my life, but I was born, my full name is Stephen James Lewis, um, but I picked up the nickname Flex at six years old and has become part of me, you know, and obviously with this Welsh accent, um, I didn't know if David gave you the heads up that I came on strong with this Welsh I'm doing my best to... Uh, make sure that you can understand as best as possible. But um, needless to say, the accent came from uh, rugby, my rugby days at a six-year-old, little fiery, little uh, red-headed rugby player on the wing. <laughs> um, it progressed throughout my life, and uh, I didn't have anybody around me that was a bodybuilder that kind of, you know, took me under their wing and said, you know, because of that nickname, you've got to, you know, enter the sport of bodybuilding or what have you, powerlifting, uh, naturally and organically. I found myself in the gym many years later to actually coincide with rugby because we don't wear pads or um, anything of that nature. So literally you have to build up that muscle tissue to take that impact in rugby. So needless to say, that nickname really has fared well now since I'm in a sport that's pretty much flexing all day long, right? So (laughs) So wait, wait, what's your middle name? James, which is what I go if I yeah, listen, I love your parents for naming you Flex, but they should have said Flex Able Lewis. Then it'd be Flexible Lewis. You could have had the whole thing there, right? So now that we got all that out of the way, David's going to take it over. He's he's the man. Oh no, I would just I, I stole this thunder last week. Macy has this incredible intro called Common Threads, and he's done so much due diligence in order to facilitate that. You did miss an opportunity, Rick, which is I think 
more truthful about my 12-year-old self. I thought you for sure was going to say, well, Dave, when he was 12 years old, he was a dumbbell. And uh, <laughs> I, I have to say that I was more dumbbell. I was more dumbbell at 36 than I was uh, at 12. And, and I've learned my lessons from being a dumbbell, uh, which is what I love about Flex Lewis, because he has the same humility uh, that I look for in people like Rick Macy and other guests that we live in uh, a radical humility of service to others. But I have to pick on one thing, Flex. You're a seven time winner of Mr. Olympia. That means you're the world's best seven times. And I, I want to, because I know Rick Macy has coached the best in the world and I've surrounded myself with the best in the world in a variety of different areas, industries, careers, jobs, uh, and athletes. But it's one thing to win once, but you know, what does it take to win seven times uh, compared to those who are able to win one Super Bowl, one MVP, one uh, Grand Slam. What does it take to win seven times to be the best in the world? It's just reinventing your why every year. My why changed every single year. Of course, fundamentally, I had the, the, the bricks of um, what I was chasing. And for me, I, I, you know, I came to this country. I left everything in Wales to, to chase this dream. You know, and, and literally it's a story from so far to success. And um, I had to re recreate my why every single year. The first win for me was, you know, solidifying that this journey of me and, and doing all the sacrifice was worth it. It was the, you know, the crowning moment of saying, okay, man, all them sleepless nights, all them stressful conversations I had to myself, all meant that I, you know, basically I had this day. And then defending the title to reassure that, you know, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't a one-off. And also the second time that I defended the title, there was athletes that were missing the first time that were there the second time. So every year has been a, um, a reincarnation of that chase. And then when I started maxing out uh, at the, of the weight class at being a 212 athlete, and I was really struggling to make the weight cut the last three to four years, I really had to home in on the nitty gritty of the legacy aspect of things. So now, um, and, and I don't know if you know this, Rick, but I was able to retire earlier this year, um, undefeated. So I haven't been beaten in any show. I stepped forward foot in for 10 years. Um, and I can contribute that to many different things, including, you know, just so happens I met my wife 10 years ago and I've never lost since. So it must be the chicken breast or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but. Needless to say, um, it's been an incredible journey, but um, I would just say, you know, chasing me coming over from the UK to the US, I really seen the glass half full and um, I kind of had that immigrant's mentality, rich man, you know, a poor man's mentality to chase all the riches that, that were there in the world to go for. And um, I'm very blessed now that I, you know, David knows more of my story, but um, bodybuilding is one venture that I was able to to capitalize and, and take on the world with. And then I've got others that now in business, family, et cetera, and all these different bucket lists I've been able to tick. So when David, first off, that's a great question. But when you won one, I know you said you had to reinvent. Did you feel like you had to get better? And did you feel like uh, the, the competition is going to catch up with me and you weren't satisfied? This is what separates David great from good. You know, when they get there, 
you know, they think they've done something. And when you've done something amazing, okay, the, the special people got to do more than amazing. And they just keep going to another level that they never knew. And obviously, that's the way that you had to feel. And that's what I've seen with many players. You know, they're just, ne they're satisfied, but I got to get better because someone's coming behind me that wants to take it. I'm sure you had that feeling. Could you share that with all our listeners and viewers? Absolutely. Rick, there was always a, another athlete that was hyped up to beat me. There was always the, the next young kid who was coming up the ranks um, because I was once that young kid that was promoted to, to take on the champion. But um, I've, I've kept my morals, my integrity, and um, I've never looked over the fence for greener grass. So my coaches are the exact same coaches that I've had through my amateur ranks. So 20 years I've been with my coach. Um, loyalty to me is, is a two-way street. So the, um, the basics were there. The motivation was there. We, um, we had a game plan to execute and I didn't have a cheerleader that was behind me. So my mental focus of chasing the title was, okay, I, I know that, um, you know, I, I'm basically chasing my first ever show. It, it, that feeling of the chase, even when I accomplished the title, I never re really let it sink in. And this is true to form. After my retirement, I probably had more emotions after I kind of said, whew, the back off my back than I had all career because I never allowed myself to be in the moment and enjoy the title because I was always on to the next chase, always what I can do to better that last physique. And um, I think the best ever look I, I've ever brought to the stage was my last ever show. And um, I can say that I can sail into the sunset knowing that was the best ever package. Myself and my coach, as I said, of 20 years, put a game plan together. Everybody was excited to, to see this last version of me. And uh, along with the pressure, along with uh, many different things that were going on politically to, to on stage a bit with athletes, uh, everything kind of, you know, hit exactly as we should do. And uh, yeah, it was, it was the best look I've ever had. And it's so interesting, the idea of being the best and it carries through, you know, as I'm more uh, focused in on an entrepreneurial relationship beyond our friendship, because you bring the best to the entrepreneurial ventures. And the minute I went to the Dragon's Lair, which is uh, the finest, highest quality uh, fitness center gym that I've ever been to, uh, even to the point where uh, he puts dragon scales on the equipment. Uh, to tie in a brand uh, that is, you know, unmatched anywhere. And the quality of the equipment is sought by uh, those around in those gyms around the world that want the best in quality. Um, but one of the interesting aspects of all three of our careers, and I do not want to put myself in the league. I always say if I'm the smartest one in the room, I'm in the wrong room. So I'm definitely in the right room here when it comes to Hall of Famers between you two. But we all have ventured off from our careers uh, into media uh, and the opportunities uh, that exist today, I, whether it's coincidence uh, or just in the trajectory of where we put our lives. I know, Flex, you have so many more opportunities. Like, who'd have ever thought this redhead kid rugby player from Wales uh, someday would star on the greatest shows? And who'd have thought, you know, the two idiots from Ohio, no offense, Rick, uh, okay. would get so many requests for movies. And first. That's okay. <laughs> right, but with TVs, no, like when you're from Ohio or you're from Wales, the last thing you think is someone's going to ask you to star on a TV show or a movie or host the show or, or produce or executive produce. And I know all three of us 
uh, are enjoying that aspect of media. Uh, when you talked about keeping your why and plying your why through the seven consecutive world titles, um, how do you apply that same why to the media side of things beyond the entrepreneur side? Because that's easy because you're making money. But this, you know, weird uh, component of life now, podcast, movies, TVs. And uh, number one, share with us how you apply the why. But two, maybe if you can give us a glimpse on some of uh, the future projects you, that you can share, because I know a couple that are pretty incredible when it comes to Flex Lewis. Um, so I think what I've done, aside from you know having this incredible accent and this red beard, um, is I've utilized my my friendships and connected with people all the way up from the the you know the beginning of my career, and I've networked. You saw, I've really connected people i've utilized um you know them friendships to support other athletes on my climb so now you know when when i've moved to las vegas rick everybody comes to vegas at one point in time right so and david mentioned the podcast and this is what i'm getting at um, i'm able to now get guests on my podcast that literally hit me up that are friends of mine that are in completely different genres like hey flex let's do the podcast i've never asked to, i've never had to really ask anybody's managers or anything like that because of these uh, relationships that have been forged. Um, so I, I think um, the, to answer your question, I, I'm sorry, David, I'm all over the place. Yeah, um, no, it's good. I just want to know, you know, how important that media is to your why. And then if you can maybe tell us about something coming up that excites you in the media world. So the why for me is um, the same mindset that I had through bodybuilding. Uh, make a plan, a plan of the saying is so there was always a plan in, in execution for bodybuilding um every day was groundhog day and every, every day had a purpose um whether it was because i was on a weight cut or whatever else oh so that same mindset i've been able to now transition into the business element of things um into the to the new things that i'm doing from the media to uh, all of the above mm -hmm. um and it's been a very exciting time that transition for me and and retiring was uh, one that I was a little bit nervous on originally, but because of all these uh, relationships that I forged, it was a very, I would say, organic segue into you now the TV work that I'm doing, into the podcast work that I'm doing. And I don't know why, uh, guys, but I guess people love this accent of you. I don't know. I can't even understand myself at times. So no more shit, so let's go. You know? Flex, listen, the accent is the icing on the cake. But the cake is no, it's how you're wired. You're approachable, big, strong guy. You know, you're like when you think of boxing or weightlifting, but you're a down to earth guy, a lot of humility. And those people get the daily double. They get the best of everything. So at the end of the day, everything that comes your way, you deserve. And I hope everybody that's watching, you know, this comes out loud and clear because what a role model. It's unbelievable. I, I've never. Um... You know, for me, I've never wanted to meet the stereotype of what bodybuilding is to the mainstream. You know, you had Arnold Schwarzenegger, that was an iconic era. And then somewhere along the lines, it's got muddied water through some of the athletes who were in position of power that kind of, uh, I guess, abused their power by, you know, acting a certain way. Um, and I obviously don't have them experiences but many others do so for me hearing these things i wanted to go completely against the grain you'll never see me walking around in a tank top or look at me you know type of thing um i kind of 
do what I do in in under hoodies and, and t-shirts. My one type of stage is when I get to showcase that physique. Outside of that, I make myself humble. I make myself driven. I make my people know that I'm I'm incredibly confident. Um, I'm very purpose driven and focused. So as as David mentioned earlier, I was saying that the my new ventures and, and what I'm getting into have the same plan of attack as I did going into the Mr. Olympia. That same mindset that there's no failure here and the the pressure that I had going into each and every show is now on me to become a better speaker, to become a better fill in the gaps. Um, and again, this is something that all through bodybuilding that no book I could have ever read, no e ebook I could have purchased has taught me uh, these these blueprints that I've learned from bodybuilding, putting my heart back to front and going for things in life is kind of a testimony to to everything I'm doing right now. So um, to, to fill in one thing that you answered, David, um, there's a project that I've been working on for quite some time that I don't mind kind of breaking the news on. It's kind of an exclusive, uh, kind of one of the bigger ones for I've been invited, um, sorry, I've, I've been asked to host the World's Strongest Man this year. And for me, as a fan of World's Strongest Man as a kid, this has gone full circle where I used to watch my grandparents, my mum, my dad, and now I have the ability to be uh, a host, stroke, you know, uh, presenter in a show that was a big part of my childhood, especially on New Year's. So. Uh, it's incredible when you put your mindset to something in life and you just give it your all. And as, as I mentioned earlier, you just network and you treat people how you want to be treated yourself. It's, life opens up in abundance. And I'm very blessed that David is one of these people that I've, that has, you know, God has brought into my life. And uh, I'm very blessed to say that this is a true unicorn. And uh, on this earth, you'll get all the flowers and more from me every time I... And that was my wife calling me. My apologies. <laughs> my wife right. heard the love, and she was like, "Hold on, what did you love me?" And she tried to call. I've <laughs> named his wife Flex Jewish, so I got Flex Lewis and Flex Jewish. Uh, anyway, last question. We got a couple of minutes, but I I have to ask because I'm always wondering. Someone like you that uh, has had to focus so on your body and nutrition, and a lot of people may or may not realize how important nutrition is in your profession, uh, and it should be important in everyone's profession, no matter what you do. Uh, we are what we eat. But I'm always curious, someone that has spent seven years in trying to build enough muscle mass and lean muscle mass to win championships, uh, what do you change in your nutrition now that your focus is in on living longer, uh, living leaner? I don't, I don't know what your focus is, but how does that change from you know being the best in the world on a stage to just being the best in the world at what you do? fill in the blank as you say eating significantly less david unbelievable amount of food i used to eat um for now i'm living that you know lifestyle so um i've just uh, there's many different factors that i've changed in my life um i'm actually on the 4 a.m wake up uh, lifestyle now i get up every morning you know david is a big component of that and I am four hours ahead of myself, just one of many things ahead of myself as to I get into the office, which is also located in the gym. I work on all my businesses from here, but I'm four hours ahead of myself compared to the guy a month ago. And had I had this mental like uh, sort of awakening, I would have been waking up 4 a.m. years ago, but everything plays its purpose. Everything had to happen and everything aligned 
just you know as it should do but um in terms of nutrition that plays a big part then um, i get majority of my food in in the earlier part of the day and then i kind of stop uh, eating heavier starchy carbs just carbs toward the end as before i would just eat protein fats throughout the day as much calories as i can because i couldn't get enough my my you know i think my basic calorie consumption just to maintenance was at like 2,500, 3,000. So I had to cram in so much food. Um, and then obviously on days of, of double training sessions, that calorie consumption would be a lot more. So right now I'm looking for health, wealth, and all of the above. Um, I'm a dad of two. I, uh, and that in itself is cardio running around after these, you know, beautiful humans that I've created in my life, um, along as, my, as well as my wife. So and also we have uh, right now with the businesses I have, we have just under 200 employees with, with, with everything I've got going on. So it's, uh, you know, incredible from so far to where I am to, to see the lives that we've changed, um, the, the lives that we were able to help also during COVID when we had lockdown because we were able to continue working, keep, keep bread on the table for a lot of families. Um, so uh, even though I'm segueing off your original topic david i appreciate the the the, the compliments and uh you know as always my friend if i can help you know one person a day i've done a good job seven people uh, a week and you know how many more i love doing what i do and as i said if i can help you guys in any way i will it's awesome thank you well we appreciate the incredible flex lewis seven time winner of mr olympia but he is uh, absolutely number one in our hearts when it comes to a uh, truly humble champion. And I know your ability to be a champion outside of the stage is going to really impress even more people and impact more people. Thank you so much for giving us hope hey, and inspiration in our lives. David, one more thing. If his parents wouldn't have named him Flex, they could have named him Chester. That would have worked also. So <laughs> either one would work, but Flex turned out good. I yeah. love it. You know, I got to finish with this because I love the Flex Able. Flex Able, Lewis. Uh, yeah, when when I was drinking and partying too much, my wife said to me, they, sh they should have uh, had you be Alka as your first name, Meltzer. middle name Holic, Alcoholic or Alka Meltzer, either one. <laughs> uh, so I realized I had some work to do to transform myself to be a true leader like you two. And I appreciate all the wisdom both of you share every week and come join us again on game game set life i'll see you in a couple weeks in vegas the incredible flex lewis check out the dragon's lair check him out on uh, as he had breaking news here for uh the what's it world's uh, strongest man yeah world's strongest man you got it Appreciate go back in the 70s and watch that show as well they still have the replays thanks yeah. man take thank care you, flex. thank you pleasure thank you david take care guys Bye. Send my love to your family. Uh, true champions. What this show is about is true champions. And we're showing and illustrating with the personalities and the knowledge and the wisdom and the kindness what it takes to be a true champion. As we always finish up, you know, we have the common thread with Rick Macy. We have backing up the bus with Rick Macy. And we always like to finish with one question uh, with Rick Macy. And Miguel has brought it to us. Do you guys believe in the importance of having young people try out many different sports rather than just focusing on one? What a great question. I'd love to hear Rick Macy's answer. Well, first off, it is a great question. And I tell everybody, you want to become the best athlete you can. You should try every sport. 
okay? Every sport, because they all kind of intertwine and you can pick up other attributes from many different sports. And then eventually you'll gravitate to the one or maybe two that you have the most passion, you know, but you shouldn't just pigeonhole yourself. I play tennis, my kid's gonna play tennis. I'm a golfer. You can expose them to it. You can't make them do it, okay? But the more sports you're involved in, it's going to enhance whatever you go into in the future. I have so many tennis players, David, that played soccer and their footwork's amazing. Okay. It had right. nothing. And they were, they don't do a lot of footwork drills. So it was already kind of baked in from another sport. So great question. Play as many sports as you can, but then as time goes on, it's all about repetition. And you probably, if you want to go pro or get a major college scholarship, you got to really hone in on one or two. Yeah, and that's a great point, and I agree with you uh, as well. And I know just from personal experience, basketball, my skills, my knowledge and desire was not a sport that I thought I had great potential in. But the defensive aspect of uh, defending people on the court really assisted me as being a college defensive yes. back. Uh, and I wouldn't have you know, had the same type of skill set as I got older if I didn't play so much basketball and uh, not that I could score ever or get many rebounds, but I, uh, on the ground, I was pretty tough to get past and my hand and eye coordination to the ball with a lot of steals. It was just embarrassing because I would get a lot of steals and miss the layup the other way. Uh, <laughs> but not, not, nonetheless, uh, I have one last question in, in line with this, because as a parent, uh, you know, my, my son, uh, started with many sports and he's narrowed it down and he's an exceptional baseball and football player. But he wants to now just at 12 years old, he wants to focus only on football at 12. Is that too young of an age uh, when you have a child that has a great passion for one sport and wants to play in college? Probably knows, you know, hopefully he won't watch this. He probably somewhere in his heart knows that it's going to take an exceptional uh, leap of skill, size and strength to get him to the NFL. But he certainly can play in college. Uh do you suggest giving up baseball if that's all he wants to do at 12 or is that too early? No, absolutely. Listen, I have people go all in at seven and eight years old. You know, there's nothing uh, the matter with that. You need the repetitions. If he has the passion, you want him to go for it. It's his dream. They're going to own it because somewhere along the line, you really have to focus on one sport if you want to try to get to the big leagues. So, no, I think it's great. And I have many people that do that even younger, but that, put more to that question, it's very important that you don't put them into age groups, eight years old, 10 and 12. I have some eight-year-olds that might be more talented than 12, you know, so you don't put people in a box. He might be 12 and he might be like a 16-year-old in a lot of areas. It's based on ability and talent and the most important thing always, passion. He's lucky that you and I weren't such close friends when he was younger, or else we would be living in Florida and uh, he would add a, a lot more inspiration when it came to tennis. That's for sure. Uh, anyone that gets around Rick Macy, it's infectious. He not only has liberated a light for himself and his profession, but what an extraordinary torch he carries, lighting so many other people and liberating so many other people to let their light shine as well. That's why I like to share my show with the light of this show. Rick Macy, thank you so much for taking your valuable time and joining me every single Tuesday here on Game Set Life. David, I love it. Thank you. We'll see you soon. The incredible Rick Macy. Thank you so much, everyone. Go ahead, reach out to me at david at dmeltzer.com or info at rickmacy.com. We are both open uh, for questions and to be of service and of value. That's what 
this show is about. That's what Rick Macy is about. Remember, most importantly, though, be more interested than interesting. Be kind to your future self and do good deeds. We'll see you next Tuesday here on Game Set Life. There are times that I may slip up, won't always get it right. Guarantee I'll be on top when it's game said life. Get up and show up, don't ever lose your fight. You watching me from the couch, at least I say I tried. A long time ago, someone said this stuck with me. Passion with that action will only remain a dream. Keep positive, motivated people on your team. Cause other negativity can kill your self-esteem. Believing is powerful, but sadly so is doubt. So you can choose which way you want to go, which route. The mind that controls the body can beat anybody. And gotta be all in, don't treat your dreams like a hobby And if you practice on your day off, won't have an off day Talent alone won't get you there, still got a long way Gotta take big risks and big steps to strive Wanna be the winner when it's game set live Whoa